It is the Tuesday, December 7th edition of Baseball Today. It's Ploof and Rose reunited. Uh, so now I'm trying to get used to our new schedule of Tuesday, Thursday during the offseason. You know, like it's almost like a long weekend without seeing you. That's very strange. It's true. It adds the extra day. You're doing your thing on Sunday nights, then we have to wait Monday. It's tough, but I think it's worth it in the long run for everybody, uh, even though it pains you and I both a little bit yeah. more. We'll take that. Yeah. Well, maybe we should FaceTime a little bit more frequently during those oh. days, you know, because we go all the way from Thursday until Tuesday without seeing each other. Maybe a, a Saturday FaceTime or something. No, you're not interested. I'm interested. Um, FaceTimes are pretty personal. But you know I like to FaceTime. You do so like I'm to. Into that. <laughs> you do like How about to. we start doing some Monday night games together? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I like where we're at. Okay. Okay. That's good. Not too many left. No, there aren't. And my Browns have one Monday of those Monday nights. They have the uh, the last Monday night of the season against Pittsburgh. So Ooh. that one could get a little dicey in the road. Yeah, season. that's scary, actually. <laughs> it is. It is scary. It is scary. All right. Uh, before we get to some news, and not like there's a ton of it, but we're going to start to kind of dabble in some of the creativity uh, during the lockout. Big old shout out, because on Sunday, the Golden Era Committee welcomed six new members to the Baseball Hall, Hall of Fame little stuttering problem for me this morning. I, I'm getting emotional, so I'm having a hard time getting these names out. So congratulations to Buck O'Neill. That's why I'm wearing the Kansas City Monarchs lid today. Uh, Gil Hodges, Minnie Minoso, Bud Fowler, who are all in posthumously. And then the two living members that got in, Jim Cott and Tony Oliva, a pair of uh, legendary Minnesota twins. And I know that for you, um, Tony Oliva getting in, you had to have uh, – it kind of warmed your heart, I imagine. It was awesome. And both those guys, you know, I've seen a lot around um, obviously playing for the twins. And that's one of the things that Minnesota does almost better than any other franchise is they bring these guys back. They're around the players all the time. You really get a sense of like the brotherhood, you know, of the Minnesota twins. So it's really cool. But Tony, uh, more so than Jim, I became really close with him. We spent you know, caravan trips together going around Iowa, North and South Dakota, you know, doing all those things in the winter uh, he was just, I mean, he is, he's just a wealth of knowledge and he's so fun. Like he never has a bad day. He's always coming with a smile. I remember, I want to tell one story cause I think it's really funny. I'm in the cage and, and him and Rod crew, Oliva and Rod crew in spring training are, they live in the cages. It's awesome. Cause these guys are two of the best hitters of all time. So you just pick their brains and I'm in there and Tony's watching me hit. And he's like, what are you working on? I said, oh, I'm just trying to, you know, let the ball get a little bit deeper. I'm trying to hit the ball to right field. He goes, well, why don't you just move your feet and point them that way? And I was like, why? I was like, Tony, you can't just move. What do you mean move my feet? He goes, just point your feet to right field. I said, you can't just do that. He steps in and he goes, where do you want me to hit the ball? I said, well, show me your oppo. He points his feet that way, takes a pitch off the tee, nails it. He goes, what do you want me to pull now? Turns his feet the other way towards right field. Boom, nails it. I'm like, all right, dude, you're right. You win. So he not only did he talk the talk, but he could walk the walk, even at his age. So um, I'm very, very happy for Tony. It's awesome. Uh, and by the way, with those two guys looking on, talk about a little pressure. I think Carew yes. won seven batting titles and Oliva won three. Pretty remarkable stuff. Um, I'm happy for both those guys at age 83 to be able to celebrate the greatest individual honor. And this isn't a day where we're, we're looking at all the numbers and saying, is he really a Hall of – like, come on, enough. 
Let these people enjoy it. For the four people that aren't here, their families get to enjoy it. In fact, I read that Gil Hodges, 95-year-old widow, still lives in the same house that he lived in when he played baseball. And could you imagine the thrill that she gets as Gil Hodges has his name called and is enshrined in Cooperstown? Uh, Buck O'Neill is a, I mean, a true pioneer, a gentleman. He came on the Best Damn Sports Show period several times. And the stories he would tell were unbelievable. He talked about hearing Josh Gibson hit a baseball for the first time. Stuff like that. And he That's crazy. Was just so wonderful. And we lost him 15 years ago. I can I only sit here and wonder what if he had been elected while he was alive, how great it would have been for the entire sport, not just for Buck O'Neill, but the entire sport to celebrate. 100%. I've seen many of these guys get inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's very, very special. This isn't just some fleeting thing where it's like, oh, cool, I'm in the Hall of Fame. It's like, no, this means so much to ball players, especially for a guy like, you know, Tony, who has been on the ballot forever and just and and never got that, what is it, 70% that you need. And for him to go in now, it's I know it means the world to him. Are you looking at these pictures right now? It's pretty cool. I can barely see him, but, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it's pretty cool. Me and Tony are tight, man. We're tight. That is so awesome, man. God, yeah. I love that. I love But that. that's him. You see him. He's always smiling, always. It's very rare. Like, And, and when you get um, a player in a clubhouse that can show up like that and be happy and positive every day, you keep them. Eduardo Escobar comes to mind. Tori Hunter comes to mind. These guys can bring that energy every day. It's a rare trait, and Tony is like has it in spades. I think he taught. He, he, if he could teach a master class on that, he'd make a lot of money. That's great. That's great. Um, let's get to the little action that is out there. Uh, there was some news that the New York Mets, obviously, they're one of two teams along with the Oakland A's that are without a manager. So we've heard the name Buck Showalter kicked around. But for the first time over the weekend, former Met Curtis Granderson, according to a source out there, that the Mets are talking to him about that possibility. Is that something where you're like, okay, I could see that happening. Or you, would you say no way? I mean, is he interested? I think that's it, the Mets can be interested wherever they want to be, but the guy has to be interested uh, back. I, I don't know. I haven't heard uh, anything. I, I'm close with some people who are close with Curtis. You know, obviously I know who he is and, and know him, but not enough to text him and say, are you serious about this? Uh, but if I'm him, I got to say, I mean, I think I've talked about this on the show before. I don't, there's just, it's too much. Curtis doesn't need to go manage the Mets. Like that's, that's one of the toughest places to manage in all of baseball. And he's got a really good life and probably pretty stress-free life right now. I don't know if he wants to add that onto the docket. So I, I think that's kind of more of just slow news day. I'd assume, unless I, I might hear different. I'm going to Vegas with some ball players. I might hear different and then I'll let you guys know. But to me, it just seems like. I don't know, man. I don't think so. Well, let's just look at it. Take a big step back here. Curtis Granderson is 40 years old. So he's really entering the prime of his life. Okay. Yeah. He played 16 years, handful of those with the Mets. He works for TBS, is a really good broadcaster. He's big into the Players Alliance. Oh, he made $110 million. I was just checking that. I was just checking to see how much he made. Is nine figures? Get out of the manager discussion, bro. Who, who in the <laughs> heck wants that? Who wants that? I don't know. Like the only active ball players I think you're going to see that become managers, 
down the road are guys who who were grinders. And I'm not saying that Curtis wasn't a grinder, but the guy made nine figures. Like anybody that made over $50 million in their career, I would be shocked if they went back and managed. I don't, I didn't check what Aaron Boone made throughout his career, but I'll look right now. Yeah. Why don't you look that up? (laughs) You know, he's, he's close. You know, that's one of those where for me, it was a bit of a head scratcher when he came out of the broadcast booth. In fact, Granderson would kind of follow his path, right? Didn't spend any time in the dugout as a manager or coach. Uh, went on to become a broadcaster and now in his 40s would hop into the biggest market we've got in baseball. I think he'd probably want to call Aaron Boone and say, hey, man, how's it going? Because Booney, as much as we love him, if you look at a picture from when he started in 2018 (laughs) compared to now, it's like when you become the president. I was going to say, man, yes. (laughs) Like you, you (laughs) age. It's like they put makeup under your eyes with extra dark circles. And yeah. his wife must look at him and be like, Aaron, are you okay today? Are you okay, honey? He's like, no, I'm not okay. I'm managing in New York. Are you kidding me? I got Chris Rose and Pluf yelling at me all the time. Yeah, I don't know. Curtis, like, I think it'd be great for the Mets, uh, possibly. I, I need to deep dive into that a little bit more. But a great person, great baseball mind, obviously knows everything there is to know about baseball. But like we're saying, Curtis, like, let's think about this. How about you call us? We'll, we'll, we can tell you some other things that you could do with your time. I promise you can come on the show. He's super, super smart. I mean, yeah, I don't know how much time you've spent around him, but I've had a a bunch of discussions with him and he always was, was just thinking of the next big, you know, he was obviously a very serious baseball player and a damn good one, but he also was like, yeah, you know, I've got my eyes on some other things down the road. Yeah. By the way, how much money? Let's play this game. How much did Aaron Boone make? Did you look? Or I, not? I already looked it up. I was quite a ways away from Curtis. I was I was shocked that it was as low as it was. You know, it's it's a shocked. tough game, man. It is. It is a tough game. It is. All right, a uh, guy that's gonna rake in some coin once the lockout is over is Chris Bryant. Uh, he's one of the biggest names that did not sign prior to the the work stoppage. So now that uh, a bunch of players have signed, where's the best fit? He's one of the guys who fits on any club, regardless of who's on your roster. This is Chris Bryant, the guy that can play a plethora of positions and rake. Mm-hmm. So he fits everywhere. So, but you asked me to give us the best fit. Yes. Can I give two? Give me, give me your favorite and then finish it up with some somewhere. I'm not going to take I'm sure we're talking about the same teams. My favorite place for him would be the Seattle Mariners. And I know I talked about Carlos Correa going there and maybe them having to move JP off. But if they decide not to go that route, you stick Chris Bryan over at third base, you plug that massive size Kyle Seager hole, and you let the boys run and you let them go. And I think that'd be a really, really fun team. Um, it's there are the Phillies for me. Hmm. Reu- reunite with a, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Would, would you have him as a left fielder in Philly? Or would you, would you go somewhere else with him? I don't know. I mean, we'd like to see Alec Baum step up and, and be that guy. Then you have Reeser at first base and that would be, it'd be nice. He's flexible. He could do either. So you wouldn't really right. have to make up your mind yet, but ideally you'd put him in any outfield and left and then bomb takes it a step forward this year so 
I knew you were going to pick Seattle. It's one of the reasons I did not go there. Okay. But I think a real fun team would be the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> I think that they could upgrade their third. I think it's a spinal right now. Uh, and, and the reason, well, people say, well, what about his versatility? Well, first of all, you're going to have injuries. So if an outfielder gets injured and they had a couple of them that got banged up last year, you could always put them out there. Uh, number two, if the Blue Jays, they are really going for it. I know that they lost Robbie Ray, but they get Kevin Gossman, serious coin. They extended Barrios. They've got one of the best young nucleuses in all of baseball. Um, if they're really going to go for it and they feel like they're one piece short, they could deal one of those younger bats. And Bryant's flexibility and versatility allows you to fill, to move him somewhere else on the diamond. I never really thought about them breaking up those, the, the three sons up there. They could. They, they certainly could. I mean, Biggio was up and Coming down off a tough of year, his, right? His yeah. injuries last year. But he's a guy that I think other teams really covet. Sure, yeah. And once again, I think you could go in with the lineup as is intact. And once the year starts happening, you don't ever want to predict for injuries, but it happens. And then also you never know where you're underperforming in some areas and overperforming in others and might have to make a trade. That's what I'm saying is that if, if you feel like you're there, they've spent on their pitching staff. They have yeah. not had to do that with their everyday lineup because so many of their young players are arbitration eligible or haven't even hit that point. It's an interesting place for him because like you said, the nucleus is young. Yeah. They're going to have to go through arbitration eventually, but that's still capped amounts that they can make. So they have some financial flexibility there. Mm -hmm. Look, like I said, at the beginning of this question, he fits everywhere. Yeah. There's a dang ball club. He doesn't fit Chris. That's when he's a good, he's, he's just good and he can play everywhere. So we'll see, man. Remember we said this, we said the lockout's going to come and there's going to be a bunch of general managers and front offices being like, Hmm, let's look at our roster a little bit more, a little bit more. They get creative during this time and we'll see, man, there could be a, a ton of teams just coming out of nowhere uh, after this lockout. Yep. Uh, by the way, before people start throwing it in the comments, I do know that they spent on George Springer in free agency a year ago. That's the one big piece that they spent as far as position players go. Yeah. All right. Uh, real quickly, tonight I want to know, let you know that at 7 o'clock Eastern, we have at John Boy Media a live stream of our Bino tournament. Now, this is a big deal. Uh, I got to experience Bino for the first time when I was up there for the World Series, and everybody was talking about your Bino game, which was off the charts great, I heard. You will not yes. be there. But eight players, including the likes of John Boy and Jake and BBD and Joe's, Johnny, uh, Justin Shackle, all going to be there. A few other people are going to be popping in during the eight-person tournament. It's Did you say Johnny? Stream. Huh? Did you say Johnny? Yeah. Who's Johnny? I said Jolly. Okay, Jolly. <laughs> I was Jolly. like, I don't know. Do we hire somebody? I don't know. No, 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 no. It's tune in at live, 7 o'clock. Uh, check it out. John Boy and Jake TV YouTube channel to watch the showdown. Jake actually has the Bino belt. Did you know that? Yeah, they, I mean, they play silly tournaments without all the good players. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's that's a very fake belt. That's a fake belt. Yeah, um, Bino though, excellent game. I ordered two for Christmas for Did presents, you? and one well, one for myself, one for a present. They're you awesome. I know it is fun. I think I might have to do that myself. 
Yeah, get one. It's good for like kids. Like the thing about Beano that's awesome is everyone can play it. Kids, adults, and it's fun. It's like, you know, have some people over instead of playing checkers or chess or cards or something like that. Beano's an, an alternative option and it's really fun. Is it Beano or Bino? I don't know. Bino. Bobby, Bino. You got to get in here. Let's get, bring in our outstanding producer, Robbie Scirocco. Robbie? It's got to be Bino. Thank you. There's a, there's a little uh, accent over the... Uh... Oh, is there? I believe so, yeah. Mala mia, papi, okay. Okay. Robbie, That means bye my bye. bad, just so you know. Let's get back to a little baseball. <laughs> the Marlins reportedly interested in Cattell Marte, according to Ken Rosenthal. Uh, so once back from break, should they, uh, you know, make another deal like they did with acquiring Joey Wendell or just sign a free agent to continue to bolster their offense? I like the trade for Cattell Marte. I think it makes sense for both sides. Look, if you're the Diamondbacks and you have this guy, excellent ball player, three years left of control, he's 29 years old, you're nowhere near ready to compete. I mean, they're not. Unless someone can tell me differently, I've looked at the roster, they're not ready to compete. Not, not in three years. Maybe Jake at the story, end of the Ollie third year. Line two for you. Jake, story, Jake Snakes are just, they're just not there yet. And look, I hate giving away really good players. You, you know, you want to keep them in your uniform as long as possible, but if your window's not there, your window's not there. And they can demand a King's ransom for this guy right now. An excellent ball player. Great. 2019, 2020, not great. And then this year is really good, but limited because of some injuries. I think you got to sell high. You sell high to the Marlins. You get some of that young pitching that they have. And for the Marlins, your window is sooner than the Diamondbacks. So you get a player with three years of control. Like, yeah, he might be making eight, 12 15 but still very cheap for the caliber of player that he is so i think it makes sense for both sides um and i'd rather do that than go spend in free agency you have yeah. a surplus of pitching use it i mean the marlins have a stack farm system and i say this countless times everybody's like well look at the, all the guys that are going to grow up together uh-uh not all of them make it together mm -mm. part of the reason you replenish your farm system and you build it up is when you're ready to pull the trigger on big time trades this is a guy you go out and get. There's a lack of center fielders right now in this sport that can put the ball in play. I know that Marte's metrics defensively slipped last year. I understand that. But when he's up at the dish, I'm willing to take it. In each of the last two full seasons, a better than 900 OPS. Last year, I know he was banged up, played just 90 games, but in that time had 44 extra base hits. If you put that out over 162 games, that's almost 80 extra base hits. That's a lot. That's ridiculous. This team has great pitching. Do not waste it. You know, they made the signing of Abisail Garcia. We talked about that. We like it. We don't love it. This makes them more athletic. Go get it. Go do it now. And you talked about the salaries, man. He's going to make 8-4 this year. Then there's two option years at 8 and 12. Outside of Jose oh, he's Ramirez. So he's, not, he's, he's locked up, and he, those are set numbers? Those are set numbers. Those are oh shoot! I thought he was going through arbitration. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, Those are that's even years. That's even better. Oh my god. Oh yeah. No wonder they're asking for so much. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. Because you're you're getting a player really like outside of Jose Ramirez. This is a great contract. Very team yeah. friendly. So yeah. Yep. Um. Gosh, I was just gonna say something. I totally forgot. Oh my god! Who's got old man disease? You okay? I think I do. I don't know. It's if not that big of a deal. Me, let me, we got a few more minutes.
Well, actually, okay. we only have one more question, so time's okay. running out. What was the cooler thing that we saw over the weekend? Juan Soto asking Pedro Martinez to sign his jersey down at Winter Ball, which was pretty damn cool. Or Ichiro showing up for Dice K's retirement in Japan. Both very cool. I like the Ichiro thing. Ichiro is like this international man of mystery. He's showing up to high school baseball practices and just dropping bombs. He's showing up to Dice K's thing. Like he's almost like Bill Murray showing up at these weddings and just kind of hanging out. Like he could go anywhere in uh, anywhere within, you know, like that Asian baseball market and in the U S I think, and could just show up and people be like, Holy shit, it's each row. And like, you could hang with anybody you want. That's a really cool thing. A really cool, um, personality to have that everybody wants to hang out with you so i'm each row to me is a guy who's going to be in the spotlight like forever look at he's how got one name he's that guy look at how overwhelmed dice k was when each yeah. came out i mean he wanted i think dice k he's the he's the guy i know i think he wanted to give him like the biggest hug ever instead the bowing the reverence he had for Ichiro was simply sensational and you know i don't i have to say this okay i have to admit this dice k was one of the most frustrating pitchers i've ever seen throw a baseball it took him forever to throw <laughs> ba- and i can only imagine how long the retirement ceremony was <laughs> i you like know? it he was really good and very talented but i was like dude can we get going here please you're killing me I've faced Ice K a few different times. I don't I don't know my numbers off him, but uh how good congrats to him, I guess, is in order as well. Uh, how good was he? Dice K? Uh-huh. It was just a little different. And anytime you face a guy that's um, you know, coming over from Japan or Korea or even guys like American guys that go over there and then come back, it, it's just there's just something a little bit different, especially with their pitching. It's a timing thing, it's their wind up, everything just looks a little bit different. Uh and you just have to get used to it. Like he, Dice K had the, what, the gyro ball. That was the pitch, right? right? Mm-hmm. That's a tough pitch to hit. It was almost like a, a backup slider, which if you know, like those are supposed to get crushed, but they're also one of the toughest pitches to hit because you train yourself to hit what a slider is supposed to do and then it backs up. Um, but it was a big deal when he came over. I definitely remember that. It, he was the first guy I remember that came over with the cupping. Mm. Remember? So, oh um, man, Robbie just said I went 0 for 2 with the walk against them. Okay, so, not it, great. That's a 333 on base. We can live with Thank that. You, at Chris. Least. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Trying to, I do remember what I want. Do you want to answer this question? Do you want to give your tidbit, or did you already do it? No, I, I we're good. I want to go back. I remember what I was going to say. It, be, it better be worth it. Think, think twice. It's Is not it worth that it? worth it. It's pretty worth it. This audience, our audience, yes. and I try to tell us to talk in baseball as well. Don't be prospect huggers. Okay. If you're the Marlins and you got all these young guys, and you're like, you can wish upon them. But when you can get a major league player that for these guys, you're hoping that the prospect become a Cattell Marte. You're praying, you're you're wishing that that happens. So if you can go get a Cattell Marte for a couple prospects. I think you go do. I think it's going to demand more than that. It's going to demand some major league talent and some really good prospects, but you you're just wishing upon these guys. And, and this is a drill for everybody. Go back to the 2012, 2015 top prospect lists. 
Go check them out. One through 100. Tell me how many guys that you know from those lists. Go to the drafts, first round, from year after year. Tell me how many guys you know from that list. If you can get established players, go get established players, especially if your window's arriving. That's it. And listen, the other side of that argument that people will make is, well, what happens if you're a White Sox fan and you watch Fernando Tatis turn into what he has for James Shields? I get it. Those those trades feel like they're few and far between. Like the one everybody brings up is, well, Boston traded away Jeff Bagwell for Larry Anderson. Okay, you know, uh, the Tigers traded away John Smoltz for Doyle Alexander. Seriously, we're dating back to 1987 now because of that stuff? Yeah. It's still- Johan Santana, Joe Nathan were rule five draft picks. I mean, it happens, guys. Like, you're going to miss on some guys. Guys are going to develop later. They're going to hear something from a coach that's going to click for them. There's all sorts of things that happen. If you can get major league players that all that has already happened to, they're established. They can play at the major league level. Go do it. It's hard. Very much, very much worth the wait. Very much. Thank you. Before we get out of here today, a uh, quick favor to ask of you. Uh, one of the ways that we will grow as a company here at John Boy Media is your feedback. And it's important that we get uh, some feedback. So we want you to take a survey. It'll take less than five minutes. We need to hear what you like, what you don't like. It's how we can get better. Um, we can take it. It's an anonymous survey. So you're, you, you don't put your name on it and you know, all of a sudden somebody's going to hunt you. That's not what we do here. We want to get better. Okay, well, Ploof does it occasionally. If you say Maybe. bad things about me, I might. I might. Yeah. Yeah. He has to talk to his therapist about it. But there's a little incentive for you as well. In addition to getting better programming, you're also going to get a 20% discount code to the John Boy Media Store. Wow. Yep. Just in time for the holidays. So help us help you, right? You help us by filling out the survey and giving us the information that we crave to get better. We give you 20% off of the John Boyd media. It's and then you simple. go buy less a than base- five minutes. Please go do it. And Plouffe, and you- that does not mean that you write that. I think Trevor Plouffe is the greatest thing ever. Now give him well, 20% off. A lot of people are going to be saying that. Really? Did Which- you see the baseball today blankets? Yes. Those are badass. I need to get one of those. I yeah. think a lot of people go check out the blanket store at the merch shop. Yeah. And go pick you up a baseball today blanket. That way you can snuggle with me and C Rose. All night long. All right, real quickly, what do you have coming out on John Boy Media here on this Tuesday? I have a sequence episode coming out, and I'm trying to remember what it was. It was Matt Chapman on a cool, like, shifted bunt play, and there's just so many little details. The guy is so freaking good. Like, he made a move on this bunt play, Chris, coming in that you're not supposed to be able to, like, make. Like his body control is off the freaking charts. It's it got me really fired up. Sometimes like I, I go through these sequence episodes, I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good one. This was awesome. Every time I hear his name, I'm amazed that he and Arenado played on the same high school team. Like just how's, studs. How did you ever get it past the infield? I don't know, man. I don't know. Ever. Put those guys um, on the mound too. Jeez. Latest episode of the Rose Rotation is dropped, and I got to tell you, it was uber enjoyable. Caught up with Jimmy Rollins. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. Um, he is on the Hall of Fame ballot for the first time. I told you last week about his Pesci story, which is yeah. unreal. So funny, his round of golf with Joe Pesci. But we cover everything about the personalities on his 2018. We went 
kind of all the way up and down the lineup. And I had to ask him the question that I've always wanted to ask him. You want to know What's what that? it was? Yeah, I do. Really do. Why did Ryan Howard catch the ball with two hands at first base? Every time. <laughs> did you ever notice that? Every play to first, he'd catch it with two hands. I didn't know. Now I have to go back and look. That's really funny. Dude. You never used two hands. At first he laughed. Base. He laughed. That's what I told him. I kind of sold it as that. What? I said, I have to ask you this question. He thought it was like some serious shit. He was laughing his ass off. That's really funny, man. <laughs> People forget Ryan Howard. Go look answer. up his baseball reference page. Pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. All right, listen, be safe out in Las Vegas, right? I You're will. back on Thursday, right? I'm not going to have – Oh, no, I'll be – well, yeah, I'll be here before Thursday, but I'll I'll be in this chair Thursday morning ready to talk some ball with you, buddy. Can't wait. Awesome. Everybody have a great day. Don't forget about the survey. You get 20% off the John Boy Media Story. Don't forget about the Bino Tournament, the live stream mm-hmm. tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern. Go root for your favorite players here at John Boy Media. Who do you think's got a shot, by the way? Does BBD have a good shot? I, I didn't see him play. BBD is so tactical, but I think Joe's might take it down. He's He's power. Boom, boom. Really? Just like no regard for the defenders. Just bam, flicks that freaking finger. This might come as a complete shock. I sucked at Junio. <laughs> sucked. Uh, okay. I'm not going to say anything. I love you, C-Rose, man. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. Yeah. I'll see you Thursday, and we'll see everybody Thursday here on Baseball Today. Thanks for tuning in.